At the end of your life, what will be your legacy? What will you leave behind for future generations? For the world, join the world messenger, Isabella Lundberg, each week as she brings you a new distinguished guest from the business, sports, or entertainment world to share their success, their struggles, and their lessons. They will share their insights into current hot topics that affect everyone. Isabella facilitates an intimate, vulnerable environment to find the true value of humanity and real leadership. Are you ready for your legacy? The legacy that matters? Hello, hello, it's Isabella Lombicure on another episode of Legacy Leader Show. I am super thrilled to introduce you to today's guest. Someone actually does share quite a bit of history similar to mine. And if you know anything about me, you know that I came as an immigrant in this country. You know that I also came with a few dollars in my pocket and that I had to study for third time my undergrad. English is my sixth language, and I believe we're competing here how many languages he knows. Beside that, he's a serial entrepreneur, someone that I absolutely admire, and who is also phenomenal. Talk show of the Talk with Rami. We have here Ramin Jahedi from Iran. Welcome. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing great. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I really, really appreciate it to have me here. Absolutely. It's fantastic to be guys are here in a very special secret place. We are here in Austin, Texas, and we're in his studio. So as you see, it's a new environment, a better be phenomenal sound, and we're going to have an amazing time. How is everything here in Austin, Texas? Everything is great. Austin is hot, as you know. You've been here for a couple of days so far. Yes. And, you know, we get to 104, 102. This summer is going to be very hot, but... Austin is amazing. We say keep Austin weird. You know, it's the capital of music, good lake, good sunny days, and overall, it's, it's a good city. I've been here for 27, 28 years. Fantastic. And it's a lot of great entrepreneurship here, obviously, as a serial entrepreneur here next to me. We are having some amazing things to share with you guys. So, Rami, you came from Iran. Yeah. You immigrated after you had horrible events and circumstances. I mean, you grew up in phenomenal culture. I love Farsi, and I love some of your ethnic food, and of course, music. So can you tell me how was to grow up in Iran, and what prompts you to leave the country, even though you encounter some amazing life experience and unfortunately some conflicts, yeah. and unfortunately war as I did. You experienced war with Iran and Iraq, and I fortunately experienced collapse of former Yugoslavia. Please enlighten us a little bit about that. Yep, you know, I was born in you know 1967, and uh, I grew up in Iran, and I went to high school there, and I remember so many things, as you had mentioned, I'm sure you went through that too, you know, different parts of our lives, that it wasn't very pleasant, but, you know, we had to go through it. Yes. And I had to go through it after the high school, and I did not get into university, and I was so discouraged. And that time, at now too, the military service in Iran is, is mandatory for two years. And then I basically didn't want to hide myself because it was a, a war time and you had to enlist yourself. Yes. Or you had to hide and not go anywhere because anywhere you would go, they would ask you for your military service card. And I didn't have that. 
And one day, I never forget, I told my mom, I want to go enlist myself. And my mom said, no, 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 I don't want to lose my son. And she was crying, weeping, and all that stuff. But I had to do what I had to do and because I didn't want to hide. And I went and enlisted myself. And I was in the war for three years. Oh. I was in the army front line. And I fought against uh, Saddam, uh, Iraq. And then, you know, I got lucky. I was one of the one of the people that I got out of their life, but I have experienced PTSD and everything else, like other brave soldiers here and any other companies, because I believe it doesn't matter what nationality you are, what country you are, and what background you, are, uh, you have, you know, we are all human. Yes. And we all experience all of that. And, you know, we have soldiers here too. Yes, we do. Yeah, and uh, I went through that, and then after I came back, I experienced that PTSD for six months, and finally my doctor said, you know, you have to change your environment. And at that time, my sister was in Germany, Hamburg, and I said, okay, I, I go there. And I went to Hamburg, to Germany, I was there a year and a half. I didn't quite like the Germany because first of all it was very cold. <laughs> it was very cold and Iran it was it's cutting I was living in the kind of north part of Iran next to Caspian Sea. It was kinda of warm and suddenly I'm middle of the Germany and, and cold. I didn't like it and I have my high school sweetheart back in the United States that she left uh, you know during the war, came here to study and then I follow the love. Wow, uh, <laughs> what a journey. And I love what you shared about how you uh, did the right thing and then you also endured and luckily survived, but unfortunately so many of your friends did not. For anybody that's been exposed in a war, even as a civilian, it's horrible, atrocious horrible, experience. Horrible. You never know if it's never you're going to see the next day. And uh, emotional psychological, physical, and obviously really truly mental game that you can't really ever 100% relax. You're always on high alert, let alone when you're in combat. And that war was really long. It was not really... It's close to nine years, yeah. It was a very long, atrocious war yeah. and where a lot of casualty that a lot of times we don't see in other parts of the world being presented or presented in a way that unfolded. So, Journey when you said in Hamburg, it's a uh, very north of uh, you know when you look at it, it's exposure yep. to the to the um, on the on the water basically with all the yes. winds and elements. It's like it can be very very windy. It was cold, not too much snow, a little bit, but it was cold, like cold. And adoption to the different climate and culture. But and look language. at you and language. So what I love about Rami here and why we're depicting this specifically, he's a polyglot as I am. And for many people that keep saying we can't learn another language. Come on, what is the <laughs> message for them? You can, you can. Actually, you know, when they always say that you've learned the first or second language, the rest will be easier. I didn't know that, but I believe it. I don't know how it works, but your brain is start to adapting. Yes. to the new language and would be the easier like you know I speak you know Pashto, Dari, Farsi, German, Arabic you know I can read and write Arabic as well but is it becomes much easier but you have to be in the environment 
I have to be in the environment that I learn much faster. Where the language is spoken. Ex exactly. And exactly. immerse yourself. But the big thing in differentiator factor is not just the environment, it's attitude. Oh, yeah. If you and I were thinking that we're not wired and don't have a language DNA, we keep hearing here in the United States, guys, I just want to say you have the DNA and keep learning because knowledge is power. How knowledge many times that language save you? Right? Oh, many, many times. I still get a lot of job offer from State Department to just go there, do a lot of linguistic and everything else, but there's a lot of travels involved and I have three beautiful kids and I don't want to do that and, uh, you know, I always reject those offers, but if you know a couple of languages, it's not, it's not bad, it's, it's a good thing, it's like art. It is, and it's also a great phenomenal way to understand because how books are written and Farsi, oh, yeah. Farsi is gorgeous, beautiful language, and I learned something about you. You know how to do what in Farsi? Not only to write beautifully, right? Yeah. The beautiful quotes, the beautiful message. And if anybody had a chance to look at it, I would highly recommend to Google it. It has a beautiful poetry. Yes. It's a language yes. of ancient, ancient history with gorgeous ancient wisdoms and poetry. Yes, you're absolutely right, you know. We have, a, we have a very, very, you know, uh, deep roots in, like, you know, the history of, you know, poem and all that stuff. They even teach it at universities, some universities in the United States. Yes. You know, and Farsi, actually, if you believe it or not, we use a lot of French word, words, like merci. Mm -hmm. We say merci, like thank you. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's a lot of French words that we use in, in Farsi language as well, you know, but I think because of the influence on French during the, like a war or something was that, and uh, my mom, you know, she said that their second language was in, the, in high school, like many, many years ago, she's 84, was French actually. Mm. They had to learn French, like here, Spanish, like Hispanic, and yes. English, they had to learn French and Farsi. It's very interesting, guys, again, as we look at around the world, because here you are with the world messenger on this legacy leader show. And I always like to depict this because of colonization of history and oh, yeah. how borders and travelers and influencers and people that conquer different parts of the world influence different cultures, right? And how much you hard work to preserve that culture and that you're super proud about. So with that in mind, your journey then got you virtually to the completely different continent. Totally different. How many continents you have to jump? This is the third one, and he is here now in America. So fast forward, love brought you here, but since you find some new love, so tell yeah. us that. Yeah, yeah, you know, I was I was married for 14 years, and unfortunately, you know, it happens to everybody. It's during my restaurant tour ship, I was a restaurant tour. And as you know, divorce is one of the big side effects of you know being a restaurant. And I always in my speaking, I tell everybody, if you want to go into the restaurant, it's a hard work, yes. very hard work. Even if you have a great restaurant, which is I had, even you have managers, which is I had, but it still is a very hard work. And you know, and a lot of long hours, no weekends, all of that, but. You know, it just happened, but it was a very civilized divorce. We're still in contact, talk, you know, we have, you know, we have a kid together and my son and it, it's, it's been, it's been okay. It's been good, but you know, it's, it was hard a little bit. I don't lie, mm -hmm. but you know, after that, a lot of other stuff happened. 
Yes, and one one of the things we wanted to share and why we're bringing this up, we follow our heart, we take a risk, anyone with best intentions does oh, yeah. not work out. But tell so much about a person and character, who they are as a leader, who they are as a father, who they are as a husband, or as a colleague, or as a boss, based on what we do daily. How do we show up? And one thing you mentioned earlier, and we don't want to skim this, so it's important. You mentioned how much you also dealt with PTSD and so many other elements, and then how much also you were learning constantly to adapt. New environments, new language, new culture, new jobs, new expectations, and new roles. What would you give advice for all of those guys who are just starting out as entrepreneurs in their business venture, or even as employees? What would be the secret sauce for your success? The secret sauce, believe it or not, for me, it was, you know, how bad do you want it? Ooh. Like, if you're an entrepreneur or you want to start your business or you want to go to a new environment, new country, it doesn't matter what it is. It's all about how bad do you want it? When I came here, you know, I came with $475 in my pocket and a jean bag and nothing else. And I remember my dad, when I was going to Holland to, you know, you know, catch a plane and come to Chicago, he said, you are out of your mind. You are crazy. <laughs> I said, Dad, why? He said, you're going to a country, United States, and you can't even speak language. And you go after one girl over there to what? And I said, Dad, if I didn't die in the war, I'm not going to die there. It's not going to be harder than that. <laughs> and he laughed and he said, good luck. <laughs> and I came here and my first job was washing dishes in the uh, local pizza place, Oasis Pizza. I never forget that. I was washing dishes. And, you know, I couldn't even speak English. This is a true story. The driver, pizza delivery guys that were walking in, and they knew that I can't speak English, and they would tell me, what's up? And I was looking at up, like, what is up there? <laughs> <laughs> and then they were making fun of me, they started laughing, and I didn't know what the heck they're laughing at. And I said, what's going on here? And next time, they walked in, they were so busy, they didn't have time to mess with me, and I repeated, like a parrot. I said, Kevin, what's up? And he said, nothing going on. I'm busy, man. Leave me alone. And uh, then I had a little notebook, and I was writing it down. And I still have it. One day I show it to you. And I said, what is up equals nothing going on. I am busy. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> and the next time they, they walked in and said, hey, Ramin, what's up? I said, nothing going on. Leave me alone. I'm busy. And the guy said, what the heck? <laughs> that was how actually I learned English. I didn't go to school. I just start talking, speaking, and listening to people. I was not shy at all. I said, you know, what is the worst case scenario? They're going to laugh at me. Laugh as much as you want. I don't care. I have a goal. I got a mission. And I'm here, and you can't kick me out. That is so powerful. And it's so many lessons there, because I know I remember when we start hearing all those first, like, cultural things and slangs and, you know, very special 
uh, phrases is like, did I hear this correctly? What that means? What I interpreted? You know, how does this look like? It takes you that first six to 12 months and even years later to really fully embrace. And even decades later, I have to guys say. So I can imagine those first growing pains, but what one thing always stands out, guys, nothing gets served to you. You have to go for it. You have to want it. You have to be completely immersed. Or you have to be obsessed with your obsessed success. Obsessed with it. Not just passionate. Passion will not get passion will get you out of the bed, but yeah. will not get you the finish line. No. Obsession will. And persistence. Yeah. You gotta be persistent. And you really have to go after what you want with whatever you got. Whatever you got in your life, you know. Yes. And I had a bad times too. One day I was crying and said, This is really what I wanna do. It was tough. But you said it's gonna get better. It's gonna get better. And one thing that really helped me out to go through it was listening to a lot of audiobooks. Mm. And that time, you know, you remember Walkman? Uh, yes, I do. <laughs> the way we were listening, putting cassette tapes. I'm not asking how old are you. <laughs> <laughs> putting tapes and, and then listening and replaying for it backwards. And stuff. I know. I had a Walkman and I, I, I bought... It's a not walking man, guys. Yeah. I had a Walkman and I bought Tony Robbins cassettes for, you know... Uh, the motivational, you know, speaker guy, and everybody. Knows it's a modern me. version of iPod. Exactly. <laughs> or, or older version of iPod. <laughs> and I was listening to it, and I could not understand what he's saying, 90% of it, but my brain started to recognizing it, recognizing it, recognizing it, adapting it. Believe it or not, 28 years passed. I still listen when I get to my car, not Tony, but I listen to podcasts, I listen to audiobooks. Every day, I listen to something. If you want to really learn as an entrepreneur, you got to goddamn educate yourself. Wow. You got to educate yourself. Don't, as, if you say, I know it all, you don't know it all. I still listen. Mm. I still learn. I still just, I, I, I read. You got to constantly, constantly improve yourself. I love that attitude. Everybody that I had on Legacy Leaders or everybody that I talked to, everybody you guys know from Fortune 500 executives and CEOs to fast-growing entrepreneurship companies or individuals in sports and business and in life, all their successes have been attributed exactly what Rami is saying right now. You have to be a lifelong learner, you have to be obsessed, and you also have to be a phenomenal human being because, you know, guys, the shitters are way back behind. The ones that are moving forward, the moving the needle are the ones that are truly showing up and serving others. And you've been extremely generous, not only in your Austin community, but around the world with some initiatives you're doing. So tell us a little bit more. What is cooking? And talk with Rami and everything else beside that restaurant. Oh yeah, the restaurant, of course, that was one chapter of my life. Then, you know, I went to technology, of course, and I was a consultant. You know, f uh, after restaurant, I was a consultant for uh, food companies as a customer service management consultant. Then, see when you want to eat, yeah, just to get invited to try a lot of different things. Yeah, and then you know, after that, I decided to study technology. I studied management information system. Kind of got my feet wet with the with the technology, and that was very really interesting to me how I can connect people with the technology. Beautiful. Then I started the you know, digital marketing company that I have right now, great team, and I started my you know, talk show, 
talked to Rami and the podcast recently and all that stuff. But I've been, you know, speaking here, there, universities, you know, events, you know, uh, gathering, all that stuff. But the most important thing that I have learned yes. is this. I learned so much from people that I interact with them than anything else in my life. Mm. Like, it's so important. Interactions, but more than anything, connections, connections right? Connections. How long do you guys think we know each other? Yeah. But it's, you'll be amazed. We just met. Yep, we just met. And we met. made amazing connection, and I'm a living example to say to validate exactly what he just said. And with that genuine connection, and open heart, and truly open environment, and thinking about how he can serve me, Magic happens. Look at where he landed. He's today on Legacy Leader Show because of his generosity, but also because we connect and we talked, and I knew that he has a phenomenal story to share with all of you. So with that in mind, obviously we can go on and on. But we will get you back. But for this moment on legacy, obviously, legacy is important to you, not because of, from your traditional Absolutely. background, but because you realize how many legacies of people we cannot look up to it, right? You said who we now can. And I love you brought up personal development, Tony Robbins and others. But do you mind sharing you accomplish a lot? Where are you headed? What is in your bucket list and what would you like to be remembered for? You know, that's the actually a great question. We were actually talking with some of my great friends about the legacy and they were asking me what is the what is your legacy or how you define legacy? I said, guys, legacy is what you do now. Brilliant. It's what you do now. How many people you help? I have a mission. Help one person a day. And every day before midnight, I have to help somebody. And that can be making a phone call, doing an email introduction, helping somebody with a grocery bag while I'm in the grocery you know, store, or doing something, doing something, talk and listen, even to your wife, to your husband, to your boyfriend, to your girlfriend, that's helping. You know, yes. help can come in different shapes and sizes. And you know, giving is better than receiving. You know, I always tell people, giving is better than receiving because by giving, you're actually helping yourself. Mm. And you create an amazing life that you are fulfilled and the people around you are going to be happier, therefore you're going to be happier. But unfortunately, some of us are selfish. Mm. We want everything for, for us. Mm. Like, that's not going to work. And my goal is... As you ask, what is your yes. goal? Where are you going? I am creating a movement, and I call it. I did not tell you this. Surprise! Yay! Yeah. Bring it on! Come on! No suspense! No suspense! I Bring didn't it tell on! You that, and I named it "You Can Movement." Basically, I wow. believe. I believe everybody Woo. can do whatever they want to do. And we can be the people behind it to push other people to do what they love to do. And I would ask anybody who wants to join, join me with this movement and help other people. It doesn't matter what you do. If just help that we can create this movement and get people going in life and business. You don't know when we all come together how strong we're going to be. 
Wow. So strong. You guys can. So this is so amazing. So talk with Rami what you can. Exactly. And how you can and when you can and get it done. Get it done. So if you would like to see a piece of this success, how immigrants like him and myself. Amen. Starting with the six languages English from scratch. I had a little bit more money, but not much by far of that 400 some dollars. But guess what? We did not stop there. And we worked super hard. And he's living example. You can overcome PTSD. You can over overcome war and terror and uh, everything you're being exposed to and build and rebuild phenomenal life. You're absolutely right. You're Rami, absolutely right. it was absolute pleasure to have you today on Legacy Thank Leader Show. Thank you so much. I can talk to you for hours. <laughs> I know you don't have that much time and you had a very busy day and tired, but I don't want to take your time. No, no, this has been absolutely enlightening. And well, you gotta promise me, you gotta come back. Absolutely, and I want to make sure just audience, where they can find you, where they can find your show, where they can find more about you, and all that amazing entrepreneurship community that is here in Austin, Texas. Guys, please invite him, please yeah. include in conversation, because Austin is gonna be richer and better Austin's by all be. amazing entrepreneurs that are flocking in this amazing city. So please, where they can find you? My Instagram handle is at talk to Rami, which is talk and number two and R-A-M-I. And my LinkedIn, of course, is Ramin Jahedi. You can find me in the LinkedIn. And you know, I'm very involved and active in Instagram and LinkedIn as well. And just reach out to me and I would love to hear what you think, how can I help you to get wow. to the from point A to point B. And this is giving without no expectation, guys. It's just through giving. Amazing. Through giving. If I can help one person and change lives, I'm happy. That is amazing. And that is a real true entrepreneurship and pay it forward and true giving heart for you all. So please make sure I will pass all those links and make sure you connect with him. Make sure you interact and also check out his podcast, Talk With Rami. Thank you for listening to Legacy Leader Show. If you enjoyed the content and had a positive experience, then please leave us a positive rating. In addition, leave us positive review whenever you are listening on whatever platform there might be. Make sure your friends and family also know about the benefit and value that we provide and what we have to offer. Cheers.